I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I am an man, and a man is who I am. I am an... That's too high, darling. I did say that. I did say that. Hello, my darlings. Hello. We're just attempting to make this Zoom work here. Margaret is locked in some sort of limbo. She's back. And, you know, I'm really starting to wish she wasn't. Let's just run through. I sent the Zoom password straight to her. And you know what I mean? I'm not 100% sure she's worth this effort is what really makes it digging deep. You know, we've got our guest. He's waiting in the waiting room, which must be hell. I've literally put nothing in there for him because I can't. If I could, a little magazine, a talking doll. Anyway, quick chat on the phone first, Margaret, shall we? I ask her. Do you know, Rufus, should be foon, I put, which was a spelling mistake, but I thought that's actually a wonderful thing between fun and fine. How are you getting in, Margaret? I meant on, but anyway, shall I send again? She replies, being weird, which, you know, coming from Margaret could mean anything, but I just said, you, as in, are you being weird? She said, rebooting. And again, I said, you? He said, yes, me. Is that number definitely right? Hang on. Yes, try again, but really look at it. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know what you're laughing at, Margaret. Just keep saying launching. God. Right. Just keep saying launching. Oh, crap. I think I know what I did wrong there. Hang on, hang on. Let's pause it. Hello, Rufus. Hello, you're in bed. Hello, hello. Margaret's still not here. I think she's given up. I really do. I don't know. Where she is. No, she's gone. She's completely gone. I think oh I don't think she's well. I really don't. There's something up with her. She reminds me a lot of Sue Clinch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you met her, but in the early days when she first began, you know, when things <laughs> first started going wrong, because that was the original. A lot of people don't remember the original lockdown, which mm. was, of course, when the flu, when the cold first came along. Was she alive then in 1918? She wasn't alive, but she's lived a lot of past lives. Yeah. Oh, Margaret's just said, should Rufus leave and start again? A to OK, what? not working. Was yet. it what not a very strong start from me? That doesn't or? make any sense, Rufus. Oh. I've just done a long introduction to myself which was maddening where i was Mm. explaining what was going on she said a to okay equals still what does that mean i have no idea at all i don't know what that means at all does she Um, communicate in kind of a series of emojis and abbreviations like very very young people she's not that young though and if that's i mean don't get me wrong she's not old bless her she's written a to okay equals still what could that ever mean that can't mean anything (laughs) we'll try again all right margaret all right all right we don't have time to dick around with margaret no, she's no. You know, she's on very thin ice as it is apparently. I know she gets like this, doesn't she? I can absolutely imagine you um, can. the situation you're having to deal with. I mean, it's management. It's, it's what you're involved is senior management. I'm stuck here in this room, really, with Sue, mm. Mother Mahogany, and my granddaughter Lemon. I can't mm. look after Margaret again. No, I know. Before I know it, I'll be bloody having to send online massages to Dan Tetzel, <laughs> her partner <laughs> and husband. Oh God, what's she saying now? We'll try again. Ah, yeah. uh, no. Shall I join? on the phone 
What? God, she's a nightmare. She really is, Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start again. We'll stop and start again. Okay. But, you know, I'm aware you've been here for 18 minutes already. And I apologize. <laughs> oh, she's here. She's here. Oh. Fuck, that was close. Fuck, that was... Fuck, that was close, Margaret. Is she there? I can't see her. Oh, okay. <clears throat> oh, I her can name see a little is box. Oh, no. Hang yeah. on. We can see you, but we don't believe you, which is a lot of her career. Sadly. <laughs> oh, she's there. You're there. Margaret, just in the nick of time. You don't know how Can't close hear her. that was. No, darling, you're pointing it at your forehead. Right, now I can see your whole face. Can't oh, hear you, though. Can't can hear, hear you. Us. No, can't hear you, darling. God, she's pointing <laughs> really faces here. I mean, she's provided a lot of content already, to be honest. Yeah. Right, just by virtue of not being able to do stuff. Can you hear us? It's, she sounds like a Dalek. Well, she's always sounding like that, bless her. Mm. Rufus, how are you? I'm fine, Anna, and how are you? Well, I'm all right. You know, I'm getting better. I'm, I've got into a sort of routine of mm. just, you know, having an egg, getting up, <laughs> having an egg, you know, cracking mm-hmm. it, cooking it, different mm-hmm. way every other day. So I'll do okay. a boiled, couple of scrambled, couple of poached, then yeah. a couple of fried, come back to boiled. Never coddled? You never coddled the egg? Oh, fuck, no, I've never coddled an egg. No. I mean, I've mollycoddled a couple, but I don't yeah. think I've ever coddled a, a chicken's egg. How do you do No, that? no, no. I think it involves heating an egg in a small chamber, crucible of sorts. Um, so you get like a boiled egg, but you've already plopped it in. I don't know. I'm, I'm winging it that a bit, Anna, because I can't exactly remember. It's not where you make a tiny hole and suck it through, because that's what Sue does. No. Boiled like eggs. a face hugger. Exactly. She looks like um, When I lived in New York for a brief time, when I was appearing on Broadway, I'm sure we'll get to this, Anna, oh, at some point. God, that's exciting. Um, they don't know. eat boiled eggs in New York, really. So they won't I eat boiled eggs. craved a boiled egg. After day three in New York, can I imagine, without a boiled egg. I was absolutely climbing the wall. And I had to use a shot glass in the end because there were no egg cups anywhere. No Uh, egg cups in the whole of New York. No egg cups. Could not find an egg cup for love nor money. And I had to use a simple shot glass or, in fact, the box the egg came in. And I'd sit there hunched over my breakfast bar in my Williamsburg apartment, eating a boiled egg like some sort of... Like a A leper. Exactly. If they saw you, do you think you'd be in prison or...? Well... I don't know. I, Obama was still in power at that stage, so it was a very oh different... Oh, God, time. they were happy days, weren't they? Yeah, they were, weren't they? Oh, oh. right. Oh. Margaret in before we get into politics. <clears throat> she's always got a few things to say on that subject. Mm. She's joining... She's in. That's fine. Are you putting this on, Margaret? It feels like you're putting this on. This is the sort of thing she does, you see, Rufus. She'll do this <clears throat> auditions and so on, things like this. <laughs> It's a powerful performance, though. Oh, God. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. So, Rufus, darling. Yes. So, we met at my live show. Yes. And you'd just done a live show, hadn't you? Or were you about to? I was doing a show at the National Theatre, I think, at the time. I was doing translations. Brian Fields played translations. I think that's what I was doing. And you you say, hello, I'm Rufus. I'm an actor. I said, yes. Mm -hmm. As Mm -hmm. are we all, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, we are, aren't we, in no, many ways? We had a lovely chat, didn't we, darling? And here we, we are did. Now. You're in your bed. I am. A lot of time in bed? Uh, a fair amount of time. You... I'm actually getting up quite early because of these bright, sunny days that the Lord has blessed us with. Yes. I'm finding that I'm often up with the lark about quarter past six or so. I potter downstairs. I make myself a strong cup of coffee and curl up with a little book. And the household is asleep. My son is asleep. My wife, the bird song, but no aeroplanes, uh, very little traffic, all that sort of thing. And it's been very nice to do that. It's been lovely. Yes, nothing else going on other than your own. No, the sound of my beating heart. 
break. Right, so we had to have another break. After all that zooming and zimming and jumping off and on, Margaret fucking breaking down. Was a natural breakdown, Margaret, or was it? It was, yes, both a technological and an emotional one. So <laughs> you, the two are intrinsically linked, aren't they, since you had yeah. the update. Thank God you did, because it's really changed your career, actually. Well, it's all about mental yeah. health these days. It's all about <laughs> mental health, isn't it? What is? What is, darling? Life. Oh, oh God, yes, we were all trying to keep our bubbles not bursting. Talking of that, Sue, I, just <clears> had to, I had to cut out again because Sue had something burst, one of her bubbles, and so I had to really, I had to just scour her down, didn't I, my darlings? Is she all right? <laughs> all right, yeah, she just doesn't, she won't let any water get on her hair. She was yeah. a long time ago. I mean, she's older than me, you know, I shouldn't have to yeah. be doing all this. She was told a long time ago by a gypsy queen, if you can say that. The, no, I don't think so. Can you not? Which no, part? but it's, you're a different generation, though. It's fine. Yes, yes, yes. If it gets wet, she'll die, was what she was told. So <laughs> it's a real nightmare, you know, having to shower her. You know each other already, which is great, but also I'm ever so slightly jealous. You were just talking about what's going to happen while I was out cleaning up the bubble. You were just having a chat about what's going to happen to the theatre after this <laughs> dreadful disease. Post-theatre. It's a post-theatre landscape. Yeah. post-theatre landscape. Well, I've been living in one of those for some time, purely because <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't managed to cinch. Cinch? Is that the word? I haven't managed to clinch. Literally my best friend's surname. You should have remembered that name. I haven't yeah. managed to still clinch myself a job. So what do we do with the theatre landscape, Rufus? So you work a lot in theatre. I do, and... yeah. And, you know, I mean, I've, I was very worried that the smaller theatres would go to the wall immediately, the pub theatres and yeah. so on. But of course, they've got pretty low overheads. They've got rent to pay, but they haven't got many permanent staff. But the National Theatre, where I worked last year and where I should be rehearsing this very day, Mm. starting a new thing at the Littleton is in real financial crisis. And the money from One Man, Two Governors and War Horse and all of that has gone so far, but it's pretty much run out. Oh, so the online One Man, Two Governors. Uh, well, no, I mean, they were doing... Uh, the show itself made a lot of money for the National. So did War Horse and so did Curious Incident. Oh, right. Oh, so that money's been... Yeah, in and that, it went to the West End and it would have is brought a lot of money. Under the... In propping up it... all of the failures. Is it exactly, yeah. under the theatre? Uh, I imagine it's a bit like, you know, the Goblin Bank in Harry Potter. Oh, the money, yes. yes. Do they yes. keep yeah. it under the theatre? I think they do. What yeah. I would um, give to get back in the National Theatre and get my hands uh, on some of that loot... So, God, yes. It's all there underneath the ground. And it's all yes. in, in gold, of course. So, Rufus, they've stopped that. I mean, they're just about keeping by. But where do we put the people? That was the big uh, question we were asking. You can't yes, have yeah. one theatre with one they're person. All, they're all old. Margaret, you wanted to speak. <laughs> am, I, am I here? Did I make it onto the call or not? <laughs> yes, we're saying they're all old. What? And theaters? obviously, theatre goers, yeah. The, oh, and, God, yes. I mean, the and, they, and the idea with theatre is that you do sit very close to each other mm. and to the stage. So it's like and it's going to take months for ordinary people to become 
comfortable with the concept of sitting in close proximity to somebody much older than them. God, <laughs> yes. Not because either they'll get you or you'll get them, you know. Never well, exactly, me. yeah. And also there's that risk if you're an audience member like me, where you do get that impulse. I know Margaret and I have talked about this before, to just leap on the stage and join in. That's right, that's right. You know, and they're going to have to stop that for a start. They must. I mean, there are very strict rules in place about that anyway, but I know... Well, it was always frowned. Nothing will stop you. Well, I know, but I mean, if but you won't be really stopped, got you won't the, be stopped. When you genuinely think this plays all right, but it could be better, mm. as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's known as... Um, we talked last week, didn't we, Margaret, or a couple of weeks ago, about actor's jealousy, which is mm. the right to kill a man if you're an actor and you're very jealous of him. Yeah. Oh, I remember um, that. Well, also, there's, of <clears> course... Um, Clinch <laughs> again. Actor's clinch. It is actually called an actor's clinch. It's when you... I must keep remembering the word clinch. I keep forgetting it, but it's where you feel the need to jump on the stage. And if it's basically a 50-50 thing, if what you've got is better than what they're doing and you ask all the audience at the end, then you're allowed to stay in the play. But well, also, didn't you do that at the Globe? One of the actors are kicked Anna. out. Yes, yes, I did. And I completely rewrote the second act of Henry the Sixth. Henry the Sixth, part, part three. You yes. leapt up on stage. I can't remember who it was. Was I mean, Michael Pennington terrible. or someone was shambling through one oh, of the final Michael speeches? Michael Pe- Pennington or someone oh, like that. I don't know which actor yes. it was. And you someone. threw yourself on stage. Oh God! I leapt just... on like a tiger. I mean, I was yeah. wearing my tiger hat. And I leapt <laughs> on, and I just, yeah. you know, I just thought this show needs a tiger. Yeah. And I've always yeah. thought that. I don't know what it is, but every time I've read Henry the Sixth, part three, which yeah. is yeah. every other day. Yeah, I always think this is probably <clears throat> his best. I mean, we all agree him mm. in six, part three is probably yeah. his best. Oh, yeah. He wrote it as he was dying, I believe. I think that's the last line, and this <laughs> is my best. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this one is my best. Yes, remember, Shakespeare <laughs> pops up at the end and goes, and this is my best. Yes, yes. Um, this is the best one. This is the best one, thanks for coming, is how... Yeah. Traditionally, the play ends. But of course, Anna, your version of it, one of the interesting things about it is if you do that, if you do join in and transform a play, mm. you can keep the play going in a sort of rolling form so that it never ends. Mm. Well, I do. Eventually, someone else will join you and other actors will die. We all know, <laughs> as actors, our ideal audience is other actors, mm. preferably other actors who aren't doing that well. Mm. You know, so they understand it but they're also looking at you in a sort of awe and then mm. not, not to the point where yes no i was going to say that margaret not to the point where they might commit actors jealousy you know it's fascinating when i don't know how many people who aren't actors listen to this but i don't think they've got any idea how fucking dangerous it is doing what we do <laughs> and how complicated i thought it was just saying things that other people wrote down mm. loudly but there's yeah, so much more. Them. Anyway, enough. Rufus has got to walk his dog. Enough silly bollocks. But, Margaret, you were telling a funny story about the Sultan of Brunei. Would you like to tell it to <laughs> like, I was yeah. remembering, in a time before COVID, I don't know if you remember. Yes, the 80s, COVID. yes. Um, but, <laughs> but there was a time where the Finborough, which is a tiny theatre in oh, it's West wonderful. London, very, very sweaty. They were putting on a play which starred Kelly Brook as a stripper. Mm. It was when she was getting into acting. Has she got out yet? <laughs> I think she has. She's in Bake Off now. Oh, right. Which is where all actors want to be, to be no. fair. Mm. Well, yes, to be fair, yes. The Sultan of Brunei, or maybe one of his lackeys. Did but... you say Bake Off or Burkoff? Bake Off. <laughs> Burkoff, right. still okay. acting. No, sorry, yes, that is... Although I do... The I'm a last fan... thing any actor wants to be is in a Burkoff. <laughs> well, it depends if it's celebrity Christ, Burkoff. you've got to be really skint. 
Great British Burkhoff. Great British Burkhoff. So anyway, Kelly Brook was playing a stripper at the Fimbra in a play. Yes, and said, could I book all of the seats for one night's performance? The Sultan of Brunei said this. The Sultan of Brunei, because basically he wanted to... um, I don't know, interesting, I don't know where he would have sat at the back in the dark. I was just saying, it wasn't a one-woman show, it was like it was a full play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think... The best wish... place for properly mad people to sit is always right in the middle of the front row. Mm. A friend of mine was yeah. in a play a few years ago <laughs> with Linda Bellingham and I can't remember who else was in it. The mad woman in the front who kept reaching between her legs to rustle around in plastic bags throughout the show stood up during the curtain call and handed each of the actors a little gift. <laughs> <laughs> what was the so, gift? Well, it varied. Tangerine, So <laughs> during the applause, she would be clapping and saying, good acting! Very good, very, very good acting, which is again what you want to hear from an audience member, yes. particularly in the Well, I row. sort of do. All the way through. I'm not, well, I'm not exactly. exactly. What's stopping? Where is the rule that says that you can't just stand up in the middle of a show if someone's done something that's moved you and said, <laughs> just say good acting, good acting? I and do. You, and as an actor, do you have to, as an actor, stop and say thank you? I think you do. I think it's only polite. I mean, what else are you going to do? And did she Thank you very much. At the end of the show, or she time? did uh, during the bows. They were literally going up and down during the curtain call, and she stood up, said, "Linda, I've got this for you. Don't open it now. You embarrass me." And just went along the line giving, and it was an alarm clock or a kind of a pair of socks or you know, it was kind of low end uh, Christmas present. Father Christmas. Yeah, exactly. I did a satire last year called Brexit at the King's mm. Head, and the mad woman in the front, in the middle, <laughs> at the end. During the bow, and it was really alarming because she had veins popping out. Of her mm. She was so angry, um, and I couldn't tell what she was saying at first. Like, just sounds like Sue Clinch. <laughs> it could well have been Sue Clinch, to be fair. You were probably in a real danger of one of those going, <laughs> and then you'd just be covered, all of you, and that wouldn't be the kind of present. No. Terrible, terrible bubble. But no, it turns out that she was shouting, it's true! It's true! true. <laughs> oh, God. And it was true. It was a factual... Did you turn around and go, well, yes, this is a... Yes, that's the idea. Yeah. I did a play with Patricia Routledge a few years ago, who is a redoubtable woman, extraordinary woman. You and, don't have um, to remind me what redoubtable means. It doesn't mean <laughs> they don't doubt. Well, just imagine what Pat Routledge is like. And then... <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's redoubtable, stout and formidable and strong. In the dictionary, it says Pat Routridge. (laughs) Yes, basically, yes. It was a play about the abdication crisis. I was playing Edward VIII and she was playing my mother, Queen Mary. And at the end of the play, when we were performing in Guildford, we heard a very, very elderly voice in the audience going, Is it finished? Is it stopping? Is it finished? And we thought, this is quite loud. I mean, louder than that, but really loud. Stopping, like like it's a car... And Patricia and I just kind of caught eyes and decided not to laugh and just kind of carried on. And it was only after when we came off stage, someone said, oh, did you know that the writer, Royce Wrighton, is in tonight? And we said, how old is he now? He must, oh, he's about 94. And sure enough, it was the writer of the play, hadn't been performed for about 20 years, sitting in the audience, needed the loo or needed something to happen and just interrupted a performance of his own play. with is it over? Is it finished? And uh, we had to go up to him at the bar afterwards and thank him. The bubble was going to burst. It was. It was on the point of it. Did he enjoy it? I think he did. But he also said to his daughter, who was looking after him, said, my father's so pleased you've decided to do his play again. And what we all said very solemnly, because it is a lovely play, called Crown Matrimonial. 
We said, we're very honoured to be forming our play, Mr. Ryden. And he says, do I, when do I get my money? <laughs> when do I get my money? Do I get my money? And his daughter said, yes, don't worry, Daddy. I'm looking after all of that. It was very sweet. I love when the idea of asking the actors for it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Do when I have my money? Before, he was still at his eye on the box office. Well, I mean, I've done that in a play before. Went on stage, just mm. turned around to the actors and said, when do I get my money? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good play. I think you were in it, Margaret, actually. Yeah, very sure. Uh, how much, did, how much you, by the way, what did you want to pay me for this, for doing it? Because <laughs> it will help your career. I really think it will. I know, I know. I'm just ready for the <laughs> You've had a, you've had a wonderful career, but this will really take you up into the big, big lead. So Rufus Gerard Wright or Gerard <laughs> Gerard, right? All these days, I know you keep mm. changing. You've got. Do you not like Gerard? Oh, I hate Gerard. Rather like you probably hate Caben. Caben, um, yes. Well, and uh, yeah. often calls me Caben. Gerard, yeah, anyone who... name Rufus? No, it's a double-barrelled name. It is a double rather phony one, invented by my grandfather not that long ago. You see, so I've abbreviated back to Wright for my acting purposes. Rufus Wright is my stage name. I always thought a double-barrelled name would be a rather kind of lumpy, unwelcome addition for kind of rough and ready parts that, of course, I'm naturally groomed for. <laughs> well, we want a kind of burly docker. Well, let's get Rufus Fortescue. Rufus Gerard Wright. Sopwith von Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Wright in. No, but, but oh, Rufus Wright. Oh, he might be able to do it. You've lost me now. I've gone down the train. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, dear. All I did was say my name. And the money. So Rufus, let's let's do the Rufus Wright story. Talking to actors, trying to understand their process. We're talking to actors, actors, yeah, they rule the world. So where does it begin? Shropshire? <laughs> no, an army base in Germany. My father oh, was yes. a soldier. So oh, I, I read this. In... Was he yeah. a famous soldier? Yeah, he was a major general. He was uh, 40 years in the army and uh, highly decorated and a very brave, a brilliant man. He died, unfortunately, seven years ago. But uh, he was a wonderful, wonderful man, yes. You, you, mm. you love him? <laughs> Sorry, but I mean, you know, because some people resent their military dads, don't they? In a, a kind of... Yes, I think they do. He didn't um, have a problem with you being an actor and all that stuff. He did, he did, oh, okay, when, sure. I, when I started out. Of course he did. Um, it's amazing how being on television can alter one's parents' perspective of being an actor. You know, it's all kind of, how are you going to pay the bills? How you gonna... Oh my God, they're on the television. By the time I was in the West End and, you know, I was in 39 Steps for a year or so, about 10 yes. years ago. And he came to see that and brought a busload from the village. And by the time I was at that level of you know work he was very 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 impressed and very proud and it was lovely actually it was great because it was not what he was expecting me to do or you know what was a general son would usually do so he was very supportive of me he was, a, you say he was a general i thought he said yeah yeah major, major general, general. Oh, yeah wow. both. Is that bigger than a general <laughs> well um uh there are <laughs> a minor general? after brigadier comes major general then lieutenant general and then full four-star general Field Marshal doesn't exist okay. anymore. So he wasn't quite... When you become a Lieutenant General, you become knighted automatically as well. So you're Lieutenant General, Sir Adam, you know, yeah. so on. Yeah, so he was pretty high up. When you get to that level, you're almost a politician, really. You're spending a lot of time in Whitehall and you're not really working with soldiers. But my dad was a real soldier's soldier. He loved He's hanging still out with, in the, with mud. The, the men and women down in the mud and, you know, kind of, of stealing cigarettes. Days. and Day is a big day. It's VE Day. <laughs> That's big right. For everyone right. day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How, will you be celebrating? 
Well, I don't know. My mother's very anxious that I should do something, and I suppose I ought to do something. But um, in lockdown, there's not much we can do, is there, really? I shall certainly well, have I... a drink. I don't know if that's marking it. Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair... About four of us, I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Margaret, I just saw our old friend Helen George. Do you know Helen George, Ruth? Yes. Yes, so Helen George is singing for the Queen or sung for the Queen. Ah. Have you seen this? Oh, Margaret's crying. Are you all right, Margaret? She doesn't. She's getting actors jealousy. That wouldn't be you, from darling. Here. Well, you could do it actually. Actually, yes, get actors jealousy. You should. <clears throat> yes. So you could try and do that, Rufus. See if you could sing for the Queen. Don't you know? I you could, I suppose. It might be a little bit late now. I don't know. So Rufus, military dad, and it wasn't the mm-hmm. acting that he was against in a namby pamby way. It was more the money. Is it going to make any money? Like fighting does. Yeah, I think so. I think he lived his life with a monthly paycheck like most people do and couldn't, literally couldn't get his head around the idea of someone who was self-employed. I think it was as much that as anything else. So I remember I did an advert for the Link mobile phone shop in the early 2000s. Do you remember the Link? The Link? A brand, the Link. It was a branch of Dixon's or Curry's. Or oh. It was called Ruth, The Link. Did you kill that? Did you end did it? You did I kill that brand? No, I didn't. Your I revived its ailing fortunes. <laughs> I had to say, sure. and you text a lot to a customer. Anyway, they paid me quite a lot of money. And my mum and dad would ring me and say, but how are you? I mean, how do you live? How do you pay your bills? I'd say, well, I got that advert, so that's paid me quite a lot of money. They were like, yeah, but I mean, how do you pay? How do you pay for? How do you pay for food and and bill? And I was like, because of all the money from the link, because <laughs> of the fa- the thousands money, of pounds that I got. It's not money. And they go, it's not acting yeah, but money. I mean, how do you buy your basics? And I was like, this is just not going in, is it? They wouldn't. They literally couldn't understand the idea of earning money for tarting around, you know. Yeah. Uh, and did your dad or mum ever do any acting? Were they in the, you know, well, the, what's it called, the acting core? Yeah, my dad did a bit of, I can't remember where it was. I think it was in the Middle East in the 50s or 60s, a production of Oliver or something. There was a bit of that. There was quite a lot of orange wool um, <laughs> around the place. <laughs> well, um, I did that once. I went to this fancy dress party as Noddy Holder and, oh, yeah. and put, <laughs> honestly, with Pritstick, Ooh. Orange 
orange fur sideburn. Oh, <laughs> ouch! Fritzy. Yeah. Oh, that's all. Really, it was fine. Clean it off afterwards. <clears throat> yeah. Did I you do one big rip, yeah. or did you? I did. Oh, but it wouldn't. It would slide. It would go all slimy and dusty. Yeah. It? By the end of the night, it had slid off in a very yeah. sick way. Shortly oh. before lockdown, I played a fawn <laughs> in a pilot, and they just used, I think they just used real glue. Um, and then just <laughs> a professional makeup artist who's done my makeup a lot. But every now and again, I start to think, should I look into your background? Because I'm, sure, I'm not sure you really know what you're doing. They really did just slap glue on me. Art teacher. Mm. They just cut a load of hairs <laughs> off and just stuck them all over me. And it generally <laughs> took three days to get it off. Oh, burnt all my yeah. arms. It was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I actually looked literally like Sue Clinch. We were. <laughs> Mum wasn't in the military. Well, she was a military, a soldier's she, wife. Her, that's her dad was a soldier as well. Very military background. All my grandparents were uh, soldiers. So my brother was a soldier and my uncle and all sorts. But, oh, um, God, it's all around yeah, you. That's right. I've played endless. I'm always playing soldiers, you know. I'm always... Mm. I'm always marching up and down. And I quite often end up, in fact, I've worked with Dan, I've worked with Margaret's husband as a military advisor on a, a show that he did, The Wipers Times, yes. in which I was asked to go along and teach the actors how to march up and down and salute convincingly and all that sort of thing. And I did a film called War Machine with Brad Pitt out in Abu Dhabi about General Stanley McChrystal. And I had to teach a few people on that how to come to attention and all that sort of thing. But um, it's a kind of like a little corner of choreography that I've carved out for myself, which is quite useful. It's a thing. That's mm. what you have to have, Morgan. That's what we need. We need a thing. I tried yeah. to make mine belly dancing. But I couldn't that? do it. I couldn't do it was the problem. So I sort of, <laughs> you know, I get, kept getting hired to teach people how to do it. But I didn't have a clue. I mean, it literally, <laughs> no, when you watch Sinbad or something, you're like, oh, right, that's how they do it. When you do, it's harder than you think, Margaret. So that's the thing. The problem is you need a thing, but also you need to know how to do the thing. Yes, mm. yeah, I have yeah. a carve a niche that you don't actually have. No, <laughs> no, 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 you can't. No, 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 no. First lesson of acting, for God's sake, don't carve out a niche that you don't know. I've got an image of you and your family garden with your brother and mm. your dad, and he sort of calls mm. everyone to attention in the morning, and the family's there, you know, and they all go, Oh, it's very much. You, you and then you're there, absolutely. and you, you do some sort of camp thing or something. Oh. <laughs> exactly. In a powdered wig. Yes, you've got a full... Yes, I, I peel off my stuff. berry and underneath tumbling locks fall from my berry um, and I shake them free <laughs> and go into a... Yeah, go into a jitterbug. You're absolutely right. Was there ever a sense you might go into the military? Yeah, I think so. It was expected that I would when I was a teenager and I was always introduced at parties as the one who isn't going into the army. <laughs> oh, you're the one who isn't going into the army. I think it was a big disappointment that I wasn't interested in. Did well, I was interested in the army for a while. Yeah, I think until I was about kind of 12 or 13, I was very keen on it. And then, Just well, my brother, you see, is seven years older than me. And he was dispatched to do a tour of Northern Ireland on Christmas Day in 1990, I think it was. I was leaving the house on Christmas Day to go to Dungannon for six months at the height of the Troubles, or, you know, towards the nasty part of the Troubles. And uh, he lost a couple of friends in Bosnia and... and um, I saw what was happening to him in the army and I thought, I'm not sure this is for me, really. So I kind of I'd ran away from it. that on hard. stage, if anything. Yeah, yeah. I can act, I can that. pretend. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Con- yeah. Although, of course, actors' jealousy, you know, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying acting is in any way as dangerous as being in the army, but I think well, there are. Well, it's not as far away as people think. 
not when you factor <laughs> in a lot of those things we talked about earlier. Um, the last job I did before lockdown was playing a naval officer in a film called Operation Mincemeat, which may, well, hopefully it'll come out at some point in God knows when. They finished filming it? or Yeah, they just finished filming it. It's, it's directed by John Madden and it's the story of the man who never was. Do you remember when they found a dead body and they dressed him up as a soldier during the war and they filled his pockets with fake top secret information and dumped him in the sea in the hope that the Nazis would capture him and go, oh, and read all the papers and go, oh, this is... About that. And they acted on it, and it was the turning point of the war. It was an absolutely extraordinary moment. But um, yeah, but that was me. It's a again, good job they didn't like, fill his pockets with mincemeat. Quite right. Otherwise, well, yeah. fish would have just ripped him to bits, and that would be that. They would absolutely. We'd all be speaking German now. <laughs> well, I don't think we. I don't think anyone in this country knows how close we came. <laughs> no. They, what would the Nazis they, have made of all that mincemeat anyway? Well, I mean, they would have thought it was a code. Things might have been better. Things might have been... What if the Germans had won? What an awful thing, Margaret, to say on V-Day. On V-Day, V-day of, all, of all days, Margaret. To I've come always up with something felt, like that. I've always felt your inclinations have been very suspect. I really have. A little bit iffy, and now it's all confirmed. Unbelievable. <coughs> no wonder they picked Helen George. <laughs> <laughs> I refused to do it. You refused? Well, yes. You wanted to sing Deutschland, Deutschland. I remember someone telling me how close the Queen's accent is to... Because I'm quite interested in accents. Yes. And, of course, the Queen's accent, if you go to a very, very high uh, version of Windsor English, you end up with not fed very far away from speaking like a German person. So yeah. the reason that the English royal family is, is predominantly from Germany is that because that is why, and why they now speak like this. You see, it's very... Yes. So, actually, those two accents are very closely linked. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe accents as well. What's that, darling? Hmm? The, the royal family. They do a German they do Christmas. Christmas. They do. Do they? Everyone. What roof? Like the and stuff. Oh. <laughs> Danka Jonathan. Liebkuchen. Danka Jonathan mm. and all that. Do they play Danka Jonathan? I really hope not. God, I hope not. Danka <laughs> Jonathan. I hope. God, <laughs> I can imagine the Duke of Edinburgh playing that. Probably kill him off if he did. That is interesting. But I mean, it also makes a very slightly camp German. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, she is quite camp, isn't she, the Queen? Is the Queen camp? So, military background, that didn't happen. Thank God, because the theatre would have lost one of its brightest stars if you'd gone to war and shot them. Hmm. But that is... (laughs) And then what what was the breakthrough? Where did it really start to happen? Because you've done lots of things. I don't know, really. You've um... been all over the world. You've worked with all the wonderful actors. You've been in Star Wars. You've been in Star Wars. Star Wars? Which Star Wars? Yes, yes. Very small. Rogue One, the good one. I gave my Lieutenant Casido first order on board a battleship, and there's the big battle at the end. The first order I like about Admiral Gorin. You said what? Fetch Admiral Gorin immediately. It's a pretty small part. And there's another little glimpse of me later. Of course, a lot of my stuff was cut, Anna, but you're used to that. You know? Oh, God, yes. Um, you were in brutal business. I sp- you, Anna? I've been cut out of 80% of the things I've been in. Mm. And the other brutal. 20% brutal. is ma- mainly just my feet. You have <laughs> good feet there, darling. Oh, I do have delicious. Well, I've got one good foot, and the other one's absolutely shot to shit. But, um, <laughs> like Brian May's bum. Yes, I saw yeah. that. I saw that. What happened? He got his bum cut to ribbons and a bad time for it as well. 
I know, he shredded his glutes. Was it a rake? It was, but I think it was a ligament tear rather than a a physical rupturing. Oh, right. His bum wasn't ripped into shreds and just hanging there like so much meat. No, no, like a butcher's window. No, not like that. God. No. Wow. So Star Wars, that's fun. Lots of things like that. You've done lots of things. And what was it like working with George Lucas? I didn't meet George Lucas. Gareth Edwards directed our film. Oh, did he? Very nice. Oh, very nice guy. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, lovely yes. man. And um, I must think... be very excited about that. How he's? I lean on it quite heavily. I won't be shy of that. Is he ready for Star Wars? Yeah, he has seen. He's nine, and he has. He's seen oh, all, that's I think. Right. I did a comic con a couple of years ago, and the signed autographs there, and he came along and dressed as Kylo Ren, and he met David Prowse. There's a nice photo of him shaking Darth Vader's hand, dressed as Kylo Ren when he was about five, which is very sweet. Uh, um, I was in a film. It was very derivative. It was called Galactic Lasers. Okay. Did you ever see that? This was in the late 80s. It was a mm. sort of attempt to do Star Wars, but in Turkey. Oh, uh, yes. Didn't you have to make the noises yourself? We did have to make a lot of the noises ourselves, which mm. was all right. I mean, the ion cannons were not perfect. Some of the little pew, 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 you know, I mean, we're all right. Mm. But I really hurt my throat trying to do the spaceships. We had a poor little wonderful man, really great actor, called um, Simon Tyres. And he played the equivalent of R2-D2, is it? R2-D2? Mm-hmm. Bless him. It was a sort of, well, it was like a spiky ball that rolled around and sort of went, me, 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 like that, you know. And one day, bless them, but... um. I think it was the same makeup artist who did my arms, but they put the ball on the wrong way round, <laughs> rolled it down the hill, and it just—it just came out like well, like mincemeat. Oh, it was awful. But we yeah. kept filming, you know, because we had to. Yeah, you did in those days. It makes the cut. The ball. In. Oh God, yes, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> He's still mm. acting. He's still acting. He's just. I'm Yes, it's just riddled with holes. But yes, I think I saw him in a Midsummer Murders last year. Yes, he often plays people who have been shot a lot. Yes, Colanders. Mm. Colander and Colanders. Mm. And of course, <laughs> with the big scene, you know, we didn't have the Death Star. We had a well. I mean, we had a melon painted black. Mm. I think it looks. It it doesn't look as good, but on the budget we had, it looks. I mean, it, well, it looks like someone shooting a melon. But <laughs> if you close your, you know, if you really use your imagination, you can go. Yeah, there, there, goes, there goes the Death Star. If you close your eyes. <laughs> you don't watch. And also, it's best not to listen because the explosion is, is done by a fat chap called Pete Pete Penn Penny Peters. If you don't listen and you don't look, it's like. Yeah. I mean, I think it's on That's a part. Right. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Mr. Mm. All right, all right. All right, Mr. Rowe. Interestingly, though, he's wandering turned, around the set. turned against uh, you. On... I've completely turned. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving the meeting. Really I'm quickly as well. <laughs> the actor's um, jealousy. Actor's jealousy is <laughs> kicking in. Looking around the set, though, of a Star Wars movie, is quite interesting mm. because the walls of all the starships and everything, if you look closely at them, they are just cut up bits of old hard drives and, you know, little capacitors really? and, and circuit boards. And you think, oh, that's, that's, that's what that is. It's like, if you were to make, oh, look, I've made a pretend Star Wars spaceship, you'd cover it with, you'd, you'd take a sledgehammer to a computer and you'd sellotape everything. To the, but that's, that's all Star Wars because is. that stuff you know. looks great, doesn't it, when you rip it apart? Yeah, but it's all, you look closely, it's all just an old fan from a PC tower unit or a kind of, oh, that's yeah. a USB stick. Oh, that's an LED behind a, an old, it's, it's, so, a, it's all found. Bloody, that's stuff, a bloody you know. Muller light box. 
exactly. That's an egg carton. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. That's an old thong. That's an old thong. Is constantly finding what? that he's stolen a hairdryer and taken it apart. All of L- that. L- George yeah, exactly. Do they still sake, stop trying to create? Hang on a minute. This control thing's a bloody vibrator. Yeah. Taken my remote. <laughs> bullshit. Did you say that? That's what I, I say. This is bullshit. And start pulling it all down. Yeah. I can't act yeah. with this. I'm meant to be on a Death Star, not a bloody. I just feel like I'm in a recycling bin. <laughs> So, Rufus, we're going to have to end it now, but it's been lovely chatting to you. I feel like... It's been divine. Did you say it's Mm. been fine? Been divine. Divine. It's been (laughs) fine. It's been adequate. Well, I think you wouldn't be wrong. Mm. (laughs) Teething troubles might might be appropriate. That which was, of course, a play I did back in the 90s. Of course it was. Wonderful. You were wonderful in it. Well, it was all right. I mean, it was all right. It was all about... Keith Barron? Keith Barron, was it? Keith Barron. I think Who was he was Keith? in it, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Wasn't he in it? Did he play again? Was he was he the, the dentist, wasn't he? Was he the dentist. He was the yeah, dentist. Yes, of course he was. Of course he was. Of course he was. God. Wonderful. What, Wonderful he, actor. He, he did a lot of research on that. He yeah. actually went off to be a dentist after <laughs> he got so good at it. <laughs> and he thought, fuck this. He can make more money and more regularly. People will always have teeth. But as the coronavirus has shown, they won't always be able to go to the theatre. That's a downer. And which it. is more important? Which is more important? Your teeth or your theatre? Well, I think your theatre, you can live with no teeth, but can you live with... Yes, you can. (laughs) And the situation is proving it. They're more similar than you'd think, teeth Teeth and theatre. And And they're almost an anagram of each other. (laughs) This is... Yes, they are. And this is actually the the final speech of teething troubles, of course. (laughs) Because it was about, funnily enough, it was it was about an actor who wants to be a dentist. It was a really bad play, actually, <laughs> looking back. Really awful. And I think it was just that chap just wanted to be um, a dentist. And this was his route, when I look back. His route. His route. His route. Yes, you see. Yes. Once you get into... Can't you start? You can't stop, can you? God. We're just filling in time now. So, we are. We would... We, oh, God. Yeah. Let Rufus take his dog out. Rufus, take your dog out. So let's just end with some thought. What do you give to the young actors? Because we're all scared. We're all in our bubbles waiting for it to burst. We're all thinking, you know, I'm all right. Obviously, I've got repeats from Galactic Blazers. They're not going to stop. But the young'uns who have only just probably got in a short film about the devil. What? Yeah. I genuinely feel feel more sorry. Go on. About... Have you no, ever... Go ahead, because you were going to say something. Last question. Have you ever... I was going to say something. I'm always going to say something. <laughs> you have you to in... stop her. Have you ever been in a short film where at the end you turn out to be death or the devil? Or that everyone's dead? Uh... <laughs> no. My and wife you're... was in a film about Jack the Ripper with Christopher Kazanoff, a short film. turn out to be the devil? In which he turned out to be the reincarnation of Jack the Ripper, I think. I think that's oh. what it was. You'd be no, I've played, uh, I've played Tony Blair. I don't know if that's enough. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, kind of about <laughs> your question, uh, Anna. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. No, no, I was waiting. That, yes, no, that's, yes. That's actually very <laughs> Fuck, don't we want him back now? I know he did a lot of bad things, but come on. <laughs> oh, I know. Wipe the slate clean. Wipe the slate clean and bring him back. <laughs> It's fine. We don't care anymore. Um, um, I was going so, to say, Anna, that... Your final I thought, feel, yes. I feel genuinely sorry. Mm. I feel genuinely, genuinely that you did sorry this. for uh, uh, 
that I did that I decided to do this. Yes. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I feel sorry Let him for make people his point, who are launching themselves into the world from college or from A level or from drama school or from music college or wherever art college. Or just the streets uh, in this sometimes. situation. Or just from anywhere, just mm. aged 18, 19, mm. 20, starting out in life, facing a global recession and a crisis mm. of confidence in the arts and everything else. I think they're the, or the worst place people in the world, alongside mm. newborn babies and people in their 80s. And all I'd say on that is more parts for us, though. That's I mean, we probably won't get to play an 18-year-old, but if things get really bad... No, no, that's a very good point. It must be very terrifying. For, but then at the same time, I guess they can hone their craft, can't they, at home? No. No, no, they can't. That's a terrible no. thought. Well, Rufus, no, enjoy you your can't dog. Act on your own. Thank you. I've enjoyed can't act on your own. That's you very what much, I've been Anna. doing wrong. I've been trying to act on my no. own. You need Stop other Stop it. 90% of Stop it's reacting. Have an audience. Exactly. It's listening. Listen, 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 listening. Masturbation. So That's it, pretty much. Stop with the percentages. Lovely to speak to you, Rufus. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. Right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You leave the meeting and I'll say goodbye to Margaret, Rufus. <laughs> Oh, okay. Is he going? Here we go. Now you're going to get a real. <laughs> Every, everything I said you were trying to talk over. You were trying to get in there. Oh, yes, Rufus, I've done that. Oh, yes, I think I've been in that. This is the last chance, Margaret. You've been listening to Talking to Actors uh, with Anna Mann, starring Colin Holt, edited by Dan Snellgrove, part of the Great Big Owl family. Please subscribe, review and share. You can find Colin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. And the same goes for um, Anna Man. Just look it up, you'll find it. I'm Sue Clinch. Uh, Tra. Great Big Owl. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia <laughs> page? It's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. Available on all your podcast apps. That's not right. Uh, Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs) 